This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. What's going on, everybody? I'm Mara. And I'm Tess. And welcome back to Sisters Who Kill. Our players this week are Manuel Manny Salado, the husband to Exandia, April Stubbs, Exandia's friend, and Exandia Salado, our murderess. Exandia was born in 1971 in Florida. She spent most of her time with her single parent mother. They actually lived in Chicago, like back in the Midwest. Which, did you know that Chicago was considered the Midwest? I think I'm the only person that actually considered it the North, but I was told I was dead wrong. I've heard it said, and I was just like, oh, that's where the Midwest starts. Yeah, I think it's like the beginning. I don't know that I would have named it the North either, though. Really? Yeah. I guess that's just my skewed sense of geography. Anyways, she was raised in Chicago with her brothers and sisters, Although they didn't come from the best of circumstances, you know, they didn't have a lot of money. They was trying to make trying to make a dollar out of 50 cents. She was still a straight-A student. She loved school. She lo- valued her education. And in 1991, she was married at the age of 20. Please, no. Girl, do you know, do you remember who I was dating at 20? That's exactly what I'm trying to think of. Which one was it? (laughs) (laughs) Who was it? Redacted number. That should be number. No, redacted number. Redacted. Oh, girl. As soon as you said redacted number, I knew exactly who it was. I was like, ah. Mm Mm-hmm. That one. Thought about it multiple times throughout my life. (laughs) Listen. It's multiple times. Redacted number whoever part one. (laughs) Thought about it multiple times, but guess what? Did not do it. Murder. (laughs) True crime podcast. No. But that marriage, because, you know, that marriage that she had when she was 20 years old, it did not last very long. They ended up getting a divorce. She ended up getting a divorce. But within that marriage, she did have her first child, which was a daughter named Alejandra. And she actually had a little boy after, shortly afterwards. Fresh, She's fresh out of a divorce. She's 23 years old. It's 1994, the year that I was born. Uh, she's newly single. And she's like, okay, let me go ahead and enlist in the Navy because I need the money to support my family. Let's go ahead and get this military money, right? Mm-hmm. So she travels. She gets to see the world. You know, the military active duty. You don't know where that you're going to end up. So she was an avionics technician for the Navy, and she was great with it. She was excellent at her job. She was also really great with computers. And her daughter, you know, when she was on the Snapped episode, because, you know, we had to watch that for this, she said that she loved her mom, that her mom would take her to the bookstore every Sunday, and they'd have little dance parties. Let me tell you, going to the bookstore was one of my favorite things to do growing up. I love my mom. That was, like, one of her things, like, 
no matter what, I will never say no to a book. And you know my mom, you know. But <laughs> she said that, no to a she, lot of things. But <laughs> She never said no to a book. I used to be like, I know that this is the only way I can get what I want we used if to, I pick out a book. We used to go kind of like when I would stay with my grandmother in the summer. It's, it's kind of like how she would go every Sunday. we go to McKay's bookstore. It's McKay's used bookstore. And it was used so we could get like five ten books and we only spent ten dollars i loved it we went in there and had a ball we'll be pick a corner and start reading a book and be like okay these are the ones i'm going home with i love it i love it you know she's out and about being having a good life navy's going well kids are happy money's coming in and she meets this guy named manny well his real name is manuel but manny she met him when she was off base and she was out with friends one night and manny Fell head over heels for her, and she fell head over heels for him. They were like, you fine, I'm fine, let's get together. You got a good personality, I got a good personality. Let You know, let's have a good person. Let me take my shoes off for a little while at the crib, you know what I'm saying? So they start dating. Exomnia ends up leaving the Navy after four years, and Manny was transferred to Chicago with her child. Um, so she was in California with her daughter, her son, Got the divorce, was living there, met Manny, and left the Navy. Manny gets transferred to Chicago. Yeah, and and this new baby, um, they had the baby in 2002, and Manny loved that baby, like pride and joy. Mm -hmm. Loved that baby. So October 15, 2002, Exandia and Manny get married. Exandia controlled the finances, and she was kind of the disciplinarian for the kids, which Snap really was like she wore the pants. And maybe she was just good with money. Maybe that was just her role to play. Right. I've had that conversation about, like, power in a house, and it's sometimes, like, this is... We've had that conversation yeah. the other day. I was like, sometimes, like, it's my power, and sometimes this is what I'm good at, this is what you get at. Yeah. That doesn't mean somebody has the pants or not. But she also played that house role. She cooked, she cleaned, she had the ring. So... Manny didn't want her to work, so he was fine with this. He was like, I'm in the military. I can cover this. You just stay here, take care of our household, take care of the baby. But he was on his final posting. Exandia, she's trying to, you know, make up her own type of money, so she starts her own business where she puts out a magazine called Vibes, and in this magazine called Vibes, but first of all, it's a nice little name, you know? Mm -hmm. But in this magazine, she would uh, list out jobs that she could do for people, like, Oh, I can make you a website and just she was soliciting her skills and services that she had picked up in the military mm -hmm. and was like, listen, I can apply this to regular day life. We can I can help you. You can help me. Mm -hmm. Electronics was her thing. Yeah. As time passes and the marriage goes on, things are not working out so good with Manny and Exandia. They're getting into arguments, and Manny don't want to listen. He just storms out every time. And how are they supposed to fix anything like that? So the relationship just kind of started to wear a little bit. Then, in 2006, the Navy transferred Manny to Oklahoma, you know, that, to finish off his last posting. They didn't really discuss a reason why, but Exandia sent her eldest two children Alejandria and her son to go live with her parents in Florida temporarily. In Oklahoma, it's just Exandia, her four-year-old daughter that she has with Manny, and Manny. So why don't she, I don't understand why, so you're going to take the two oldest and send a grandma, and you and, ba new, you and new baby. Maybe she feels like she has a strong enough bond with the two oldest to send them away, and she can't leave the baby. Or maybe Manny didn't want his kid kid. I don't know. That's what I thought was weird about it. 
because I mean they said that they liked him. Yeah. So I guess. So Xandia is probably like, all right, I'm from Chicago. I lived in California. Now I'm in Oklahoma. <laughs> you know, I'd like to go to OKC. I'd like to go and see what it's about. You'd like to live on a farm too. So yeah, I would that slow love country that. life. Love it's it. right up your alley. Perfect. But I just, you know, thinking city girl, She's... Chicago. Then you've just got like a vacation life in California. Mm-hmm. But there was a shining light. She had a friend from the Navy who lived there, April Stubbs. She's like, at least I know somebody down here that I can kick it with. I'm not completely alone. This will be, I can make this work. I can, I can do this. Zandia and Manny rented an apartment on the north side and rented a building with the intention of opening a computer agency. It's like, she's still out here trying to get this money, you know? Yeah. Grind don't stop, hustle won't quit. And you know, this is a time where people, if you don't know how to code, if you wasn't making a MySpace, yeah. you know what was going on. So, which I wasn't. Because I wasn't allowed to. <laughs> Manny's enlistment comes to an end. You know, they gave him a check when he left, and they lived off of it for a bit, and it started kind of running thin. And he was like, all right, I'm going to go get a job at a temp agency, you know, satellite agencies or whatever, and try and keep this money going. But I just don't understand why it's so hard for military people to find jobs. But somebody was telling me, some people won't hire you because you're military. But it's just like... Really? I thought they asked that question because, because they, they want to hire you. Because it was priority. Right. Like, oh, you... Because I've seen people, like, come really? to an interview and they be like, oh, you've got military experience? That's a plus. That's good, you know? Because you know how to listen. They teach you how to be a leader and, you know, mm. all that stuff. That's crazy. I And it usually comes that. with learning a skill. So I would just think, you know... I just... I thought it was weird that he didn't... He, he couldn't find a solid job, you know? Like, he stayed at a tidbit. Was it by choice? Did he get an education other than the military? Does he necessarily need one? That's the route some people take. And they'll be like, oh, you went to the military manager. Is that not what he wanted? Was he, did he, what, what were his goals? What, what did he have in mind? I have no idea, man. But money was running out fast and the couple started fighting more because mo money mo problems but less money mo mo problems <laughs> mo money mo money <laughs> less money mo problems mo mo problems yeah that's true yeah but Elijandia, she was just like they didn't laugh as a couple anymore we used to just have these goofy moments and it's just not it's not the same it wasn't it's not what it was right and she just didn't think that they were happy overall as a couple. So in 2007, it was like, this relationship is going down and this relationship is going down fast. Manny was still trying to make money come in. And so he ended up joining the Army Reserves because at least, you know, a consistent check, something mm -hmm. coming in. That's how I feel. She was mad because being in the reserve didn't make enough money. Because of that, no money, marriage is not doing well. Stress about money, stress about a relationship. Mm -hmm. So on March 2007, Manny goes to the Dominican Republic, because that's where he's from, to go to his brother's wedding. But Exandia didn't go with him. He went by himself. And Exandia, she was starting to think that he was cheating. Maybe he had a boot thing down there in... And the DR. But here, so why weren't you at the wedding? Did you opt not to go? Exandia? Were you not invited? Yeah. Because I was when she watch her little girl, I guess you got the other two in Florida. 
Yeah, but, you know, they be like, out of the country is a whole different thing. If something happened, how am I going to get back? No. they. She... But, no, like, I know some guys that be like, I my cousin, he be like, no, she's not invited to the baby shower because I didn't want her ass to be there and I was going by myself. Some niggas be doing that. Not with me. You can't do that. <laughs> Try it if you want to. I mean, but I know that niggas do that. And um, she starts installing spyware on that and on his computer. You know, she got these skills. What she finds... It's probably not shocking to you, but he's emailing another woman. He clearly got a boo on the side. Chats, you know, I am's, I love you's was discovered. Not you saying I love you to another bitch. You still married. (laughs) And then she also found something really interesting. Emails back and forth with a divorce lawyer. (gasps) I would just be so, that's just not the way I want to find out. Mm. Snooping. Snooping. But that's why you snoop, because you know something wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. That would break my heart. I know, right? (laughs) Like, I feel like if I I get to that point, I want to at least see it coming. Right. She had a natural reaction, which was anger. She was pissed. Yeah. Oh, she was pissed. Yeah, so Exani is very upset with Manny for joining the reserves. He's cheating. He wants a divorce. So... She's like, you know what? I'm going to start putting shit together so I can leave this relationship before. He he ain't going to get the upper hand on me. I'm done with this shit, all right? Period. So she writes him this letter. <clears throat> you come back and get super bitchy, changing passcodes, trying to show your ass on my baby girl's birthday of all days, stressing me all the fuck the way out. More lies than going into my safe after your lies, secrets, and deceitful ways, mm. telling P.M. This must be who she's seen. Raw thinks it's who she's seen. In the I think emails. it's. I think it's the uh, email signature of the other woman. Telling P.M. is in quotation marks too. Our personal business. After I specifically asked you not to. All caps. Exclamation point. And again, embarrassing me. Plus, you embarrassed me when you went to DR. You were shitty to me while I was pregnant, too. Plus, when I try to make money, you won't support me. We have to do everything your way, even if it's ass backwards. Well, no more. It's my time to be selfish and bitchy. Now, I get to show my ass. I hope you like it, you stupid ballless bitch. And I said, well, well. Well, <laughs> she is hot, okay? I just, like, imagine that as a scene where you get so pissed off and you're so fucking mad. You run to the front door, I mean, to the, um, beside the computer, get a pen. The other side of the computer, get a notepad. <laughs> Dear Carla, <laughs> I, I hate your stinking guts. <laughs> I mean, like, that is what I'm imagining while uh. she's writing this letter, like, pissed and sometimes you gotta do that like sometimes you gonna be like break a pencil on your ass you know Manny's feeling pressure too you know like shit ain't sweet with him home life is just so intense and my nigga starts fearing for his life I mean what they say about a woman scorn hell have no fury like a woman scorn uh, so he, he, he hits up his friend and he's like hey yo Rico Rico de Rosario. <laughs> nah, but he's like, hey, yo, Rico, um, can I talk to you for a minute? I just, I got some things in my mind. I want to 
you know, chop it up with you real quick, right? Mm-hmm. So he goes like, yeah, come over. He goes over that evening, and he's a little nervous, and he's like, hey, man, I need a place to stay. I think my wife's trying to kill me. <laughs> Could you imagine? They did say that he was frantic. He wasn't as calm as Taz is saying it right now, but I know I can't imagine, like, really being... If I, I actually believe that you're going to kill me to the point where I reach out to somebody. Because first of all, I have to let you know how crazy shit is. Because you know people don't be telling. You know they don't be telling. Because if you go too far and you tell too much, then nobody will ever yep. like them. So you can only share a little bit, right? And if I have to share that, I think I'm going to die for real, for real. Those raps. Before he can even finish begging Rico for a place to stay and to save his life, Exandi on his line blowing him up. Where you at, nigga? Where you at? So he goes to go answer it. That is the last time Rico hears from Manny. Even though he thought everything was cool. A few days later, October 11th, 2007, April goes to Exandia's house because Exandia was like, hey girl, me and Manny got into it and I think it's done. Uh, Can you help me pack up my shit? Because I'm leaving. April's like, yeah, girl, I'm going to miss you, but, you know, we homies or whatever, so I got you. I'm going to help you pack up this shit. So April gets over there, and she was like, where Manny at anyways? And Exandia said, in the closet. And she didn't think nothing about it until later. October 12, 2007, Exandia asked April if she'll watch her four-year-old daughter overnight. Well, you don't have a date, I'm assuming, you know, so April was, like, a little suspicious. She said she had to go run some errands, like go on to Home Depot and other things. And April's like, okay. I mean, like, she's moving, though. So yeah. When you moved, boxes. did you go buy Home Depot? I had my boxes. You know what I'm saying? You go to any grocery store, they get truck all the time. No, no, like, no. Can like, I get I, your boxes? I, I have my I know boxes. you keep your boxes. Girl, they's in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere you go and let me pull my boxes out. <laughs> Some things you need, and people that don't know how to hold on to their boxes will go to Home Depot. <laughs> I've seen many people waste money at Home Depot. You wasting so much money at Home Depot, you need an overnight babysitter? How much shit can you really buy overnight to move? Well, we'll see. Isandia <laughs> <laughs> drops her daughter over to April's house, and the next morning comes, and April doesn't hear from Isandia. And that night comes... And April doesn't hear from Exandia. And the next morning comes, mm-hmm. and April doesn't hear from Exandia. Keep going, friend. That next night comes. April don't hear from Exandia. A whole nother morning comes. But in the third day, she has risen. And April's kind of like, oh, the fuck you did? <laughs> <laughs> you have this kid with me for three days. Like, you said overnight, singular. This was not an extended stay. Oh, my god! Could you imagine? And not hearing from the parent at all. You can't. You have to take care of the kid, right? At that right? point, do you like, call the cops? I, she was better be happy she showed up on that you third day. <laughs> like, I'd be like, her mama has a bed in her. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> when she returned, she's dressed in army fatigue. She got a T-shirt. She got on muddy boots. And she stinks. She's disgusting. She smells terrible. She's disgusting. April is like, what the fuck? And Exandia replies, I had to take care of my package. Bitch. Then she asks April, where's the nearest car wash? April's like, girl, you got to tell me more than that because what is this? 
What do you have on? Why do you smell like that? And why have we, me and your daughter, not seen you for three days? So what the fuck? I would be so I would be Lucy, so you got some pissed. Explaining to do. Cause... I would be so pissed at my friend if they left their child with me. You know, unexplained. Again, okay. Don't I will get Christmas gifts, and that is it. So it was at this point where Xandia confirms that she killed Manny. She said that she went in the room while he was sleeping and turned up the TV or the radio real loud and shot him twice in the chest. Then she continues to say that she began dismembering his body and stored him in her apartment for two days and then put him in the back of her van and disposed of his body out in the country. Friend, friend. Okay, okay, picture it, picture it, picture it, picture it. I done dropped my kid off with you for three days. What kid? Whatever. I feel like it, it was more likely to happen the other way around. You picture it. <laughs> I dropped my kid off with, with you for three days. I come back smelling horrible, looking hair ravished, clothes muddy. You say, bitch, where the fuck have you been and where is your nigga? And I'm like... <laughs> and finally I say, yeah, I killed him. So sorry. I've been out getting rid of him. I have no words for you. Like, I would be like, nigga, stop playing. What the fuck happened? And that's exactly what April did. That's why April didn't believe her. Because you playing with me in my face. If you don't want to tell me, just say that. Like, because surely that's not what you did. Surely not. So I guess April thought about it for a little while and was like, okay, let me go to the police. Let me talk to them. Let me, maybe she was telling the truth. I still haven't seen Manny around. I think this bitch serious. The more I sit here think about it, the more I don't think she was playing with me. Cause she smelled like that. <laughs> oh, came um, home a mess. And so she's like, "Listen, let me go to the police." You know, it take a lot for a nigga to go to the police. Here's the lighter. Uh, it take a lot for a nigga to go to the police. She tells them everything that she knows. You know that, and you know, I meant Manny was probably cheating. You know, probably in the Dominican Republic. You know, she's been ever since she found that out. She's been real weird since then. She's been acting, you know, real strange. And you know, she kind of told me some shit. Tells him what you know she told him. And okay, see, police was like, okay, let's send the homicide detective out. Let's see if something is happening. You know, this is a big accusation. They go to Exandia and Manny's house, and Manny's not there, but only Exandia is there. And she tells the police that, you know, he's been gone for a few days, but this is like him. Like, he's been cheating on me. He'll leave for days at a time. Uh, but you can call him, like, if you want to. I'm sure that he'll answer. He's... I haven't heard from him for a few days, but I'm sure if you call him, he'll answer. Here's his phone number. And the detective's like, okay, he has nothing else to say. He says, okay, leaves. Calls a few times. They've of course go unanswered and because of that they get they're like all right let's get a warrant time to go in they get the warrant and they go inside and the place is a mess the closets are empty but there's trash bags like everywhere it seems like she was been moving for a little while it don't take that damn long to move if you put your mind to it but there's <laughs> trash everywhere there's yeah the closets were empty there was trash everywhere it was they were like, but there was no blood. There was no sign of, like, they were like, it was nasty, but there was no sign of murder. 
and we didn't see anything. There was no evidence that we could take. But uh uh-oh, look what we found. A cell phone, IDs, wasn't Exondia's. You guessed it, it was Manny's. Police are like, okay, now we're a little suspicious. They brought Exondia down to the police station. You know, they had to start interviewing her. And they tell her about April's story. And April, and she's like, "Uh uh-uh, I haven't told anybody anything pertaining to Manny. She tells him exactly what she told, like, he's been cheating on me. He's got somebody. He's ran off. He left me and my baby girl. I I don't know where he is. They're starting to surveil her. So the same thing that was she was doing to Manny is now being done to her by the police. During that warrant search of the house, they also seized all the electronic devices in the house, anything that they could find there, so that they could pull records, find out what happened to Manny, did Amazonia have anything to do with it? The search records were, they were wild. If you're listening to this, you probably already know what I'm about to say. That today is the day for you to start your podcast. You have everything that you need. Your computer, a little microphone, and Spotify for podcasters. It is the all-in-one platform where you can host, edit, and record your podcast and distribute it everywhere where you're listening right now you can have your podcast there i promise for real and it's free and you can make some money off of your podcast for free free money free money is out there just go get it by starting your podcast today streaming october 6th on paramount plus first place i learned about death was a pet cemetery dead things buried in that land but come back there's something else something's wrong with timmy He needs time to adjust. That's not Timmy. Something's talking through him. Sometimes dead is better. Pet Cemetery, Bloodlines, Rated R, streaming only on Paramount Plus. This week's episode is brought to you by Ana Luisa Jewelry. Y'all, I have told you about Ana Luisa Jewelry. Tazzy and I told you about it last week, about how she stole my jewelry, but it's okay because one of the necklaces that I got for myself is the Lexi Goddess Heart Necklace. Oh my gosh, you guys, it is so beautiful. I've been wearing it for the past two weeks and I've gotten so many compliments on it. I have also been wearing it in the shower pretty much consistently. No problems with it whatsoever. You all can check out Ana Luisa. That's A-N-A-L-U-I. ISA to get a gift for your friends, for your families, for your mama and him, for your sneaky link. And you, it doesn't even cost that much. Jewelry starts at just $39. And you know we got the hookup for you. You can go to shop.analuisa.com slash killers and get 20% off the entire Ana Luisa website. That's Ana Luisa, A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. New jewelry drops every Friday, so there's always something that you can choose from. I have a bracelet, I've got two necklaces, I think Tazzy has three necklaces, and we absolutely love our pieces. So make sure that you use the link in our bio, that's shop.analuisa.com slash killers to get 20% off the entire store. Keep listening to this episode and get you something nice to wear. I start going through her history, and they see Google searches. She's searching disembowelment, spousal murder, abduction, blunt force trauma, how to kill your spouse, cannibalism, cooking people, Uh uh-huh, cannibalism recipes, like these are straight from the court documents, these are her specific Google searches that they found 
on her computer. And then she downloaded an article titled, Butchering the Human Body for Human Consumption. And then continued to Google places nice and quiet to dispose of a body. I just feel like... I didn't literally research it. She thought of everything. I, th- I just... I just... I feel like that's something that you need to read about instead of Google about. You, you know, know take up a good library encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Now it's on our Google search, but <clears throat> it is. <laughs> um, I just I expected her to do better. Like, you're supposed to be this computer weird, computer hack, but you left your browsing history up. Like you didn't. Isn't that something you, you do in t- private mode? Mm-hmm. Is that was that a thing then? Probably not. It was. We were in sixth grade. Another thing she googles is you know how to barbecue a pig, how to big, how to build a pig barbecuing pit, and how long you need to cook it for. Yada yada yada. So she downloads the instructions on how to big build the roasting pit, and the materials included sheets of tin metal, cinder blocks. And she found out that the nearest store that she could get it from was Home Depot. The same place she told April that she needed to go. Mm-hmm. So, they found the search history of six miles of rural area, right? And it was like, okay, this must be the country that she went to to drop the body off of. Mm-hmm. And they go out there to search for Manny's body. They come back with nothing. I feel like if you go within a six-mile radius, you have to find something. Yeah, they came up with nothing at all. So they go to the Home Depot and they check the store records. And there's like a Home Depot like a mile away from the house. Or like this guy be the one. Shows that she bought a sheet of metal, a roll of wire, about 25 cinder blocks. And then they go and question her and they're like, why do you need this? And she says, I can't really tell you why. (laughs) (laughs) So they also find out that the searches began around july 2007 so it's definitely premeditated because he didn't disappear until october 2007 so and next they're like okay we need to search this minivan and see what we can find because you know after listening to april's story she says that on the third day she put him in a car and took him out right mm-hmm. so they're searching her trunk and they're like man there's like i can't breathe it smells so bad of chemicals in here they see a large stain in the back, and with luminol, they see that it's, like, soaked through blood, right? hmm So, they take the uh, section out, and they send it off to the lab, and it comes back positive that the blood matches Danny's DNA. So, now they're like, oh, we've got this Home Depot trip, we've got the blood in the minivan, we've got... The Google searches on how to kill the nigga. And on top of that, when they searched the house, they didn't find a gun. But they did find a box of thirty-eight caliber bullets, a set of 50, and six of them were missing. Mm-hmm. So, they're like, mm, it's a lot kind of lining up with April's story. So, I think we're going to have to, you know, really look into her some more. They're ready to press charges, but they don't have a body. So, you got reasonable doubt there, right? But they're like, you know, we just need to be thorough and confirm that Manny's dead, you know? Because if we can confirm he's dead, it's a closed case, right? Right. So, they start to search, and they find out that Manny has been in contact with somebody else in the days leading up to his disappearance. So, the police, they go and meet up 
with his friend Rico. Rico tells him how Manny was acting when he came over there the mm. last time he saw him. Right. And he was like, and that's the last time I saw him, you know? I mean, imagine how Rico feels, right? The last thing your friend said to you was, I need a place to stay. I think my wife's going to kill you. And now police are at your door asking, when have you last seen him? And you're oh like, my you just... God. I'd be like, I should have never let him go home that night. Oh, that would make me sick. That is the scariest thing that could happen. Like, oh. Rico says when he left the house that night, he said he was going to go home and try and talk to his wife and straighten things out. And he just felt like, you know, I ain't heard from Manny. That must mean he's made amends. He ain't come back here looking for a place to stay no more. So, Exandia, she's like, these cops are accusing me of this shit. I don't have time for this. You ain't got nothing on me. Period. Nobody, no crime. I'm getting the hell out of here. So she takes her and her five-year-old daughter out of town. And they went to Chicago first. And they meet up with her uh, her lover. How do you call your lover boy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, lover boy. <laughs> and if he doesn't answer? Sorry. Baby. Oh, baby, my sweet baby, you're the one. Doom, 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 Yeah, so apparently she had, you know, y'all remember she had a little fling going on. They was cheating on each other in the marriage, right? Right. So she calls him up, meets him at a gas station in Chicago, and they head to Florida to go live with her mama with the rest of her kids. She goes home and she's like, hey, y'all, me and Manny broke up. We ain't together no more, which is... <laughs> so your nigga is missing. And you... So then you got to question yourself, right? Is it I'm being a protective mom and didn't just say that he abandoned us? You know what I'm saying? Or I is thought that she the was saying that. Guy? I thought she was saying that she... I thought she was going around saying that he abandoned them. Was she? That's what I heard. You got to. Where your nigga? He he left us, so I'm here. Fully explaining why she in the situation because half your house just up and disappeared, right? Still I rise. But on December sixteenth, two thousand and eight, fourteen months after Manny went missing, they charged Exandia with first degree murder for the murder of Manny. Take that shit to trial, bitch. Take that shit to trial. So Exandia has her day in court. And court lasts from March 21st, 2011 to March 28th, 2011. Um, The Oklahoma state accuses her of killing her husband, of course, and burning his body. But the prosecution has a ton of circumstantial evidence and says that Exandia has confessed to April. And, hello, a confession is what we need. We have a reliable source saying this. Mm -hmm. But the defense, they have Exandia. She looks so innocent. Y'all, she... (laughs) She had court looking like uh, Tiffany Moss. I swear, y'all. <laughs> put it, somebody put it side by side. She looked like Tiffany Moss in court. like, And they're just like, oh, she just looks so nerd. She just looks so harmless. Like, she has her little business attire. And the lover, his name is Edwin Rivera. He testifies as well. Because this is their little backstory. So, you know, they met in, like, the 1990s or whatever. And they were... Kiki and they was together and they lost contact, but then they had an affair from like 2005, 2006. So, yeah, while she was still married and before she found out about him. At first, he didn't know that she was married, but he found out and he was just like, I mean, I'm cool with it. (laughs) He was like, I'm cool with it. If you're cool with it, you know? And 
That's what they always say. And y'all be letting them. Uh, so once she moved back to Oklahoma City, late 2006, you know, they're exchanging emails. They're talking on the phone. So when she moved to Chicago on this little, I'm moving to Chicago, then moving to Florida. So when she moves to Chicago, her lover, she, you know, he probably was like, you know, what happened to your man? What happened to your husband? I thought you was, ain't this your husband or whatever? And she was like, mm-mm, he's dead. I chopped him up into pieces. Mm-mm. And he like, <laughs> stop playing, girl. Somebody say that to you, you taking him seriously? How many times have I said it? <laughs> And it has not happened. He'd be like, we have the same shit to you, man. And he's like, yeah, she confessed to me as well. She told me that she shot him, kept his body like in this kind of footlocker in the closet for like two days. On the third day, she went out into the woods and grilled his body in the country, chopped him up, and he is gone. And he, she was out there for three days and came back. And even though... They could not find the body. Body never found, bones never found, nothing's ever found. The prosecution is like, listen, we need you all to believe that Manny is dead and we have two ways to prove it. Number one, like we said, his daughter, pride and joy, loved her. Would you ever leave her without talking to her? Absolutely not. And they're just like bigging him up as this family man that would never do that to her, right? Number two, he missed when he had to go to base, when he had to report for duty. And that was just something that he would never do. Like, mm-hmm. after that, you go on AWOL. Like, that's... And don't nobody want them problems. I'm saying. So, like... And even his commanding officer or whatever was like, this is not like him. He is always here on time. He does what he's supposed to do. No problems with him whatsoever. And the prosecution is like, you know, if he was alive, don't you think that he would have reached out to somebody nobody has heard from him? Nobody has heard from him? If the U.S. government finds him, he is in trouble. You, I think, is he? do you think that he is more scared of you than the U.S. government? He might be. <laughs> he might. He might have seen some things, Mariah. He might have. Not even just kill me. She want to eat me. That's a whole different level. Get in my belly. So the defense story, you know, they're holding on to. That's some crazy ass shit. Absolutely not. That's <laughs> not what happened. They said that it's too weird and too bizarre to be the case. What type of story are you going to let this prosecution tell you right now? Like, really? We have no. I mean, they have nothing to prove it. Like, Right. This, except for body. search history is all they have. That's all you really got. Show me a body. Show me the weapon. Show me something. Nothing. They also spoke on the fact that Exandia is five six and a hundred and twenty pounds, pretty thin. Listen, um, that don't mean shit. Five, I'm five six, and at a hundred and twenty five to a hundred and thirty pounds is when I'm at my most fit. She's probably fit, probably slim, but, but I, that is thin. When the last time you've been on that is high school weight, which is a different type of weight. I think that a hundred and thirty five is probably. A good now way. I'm yeah. telling you, I have tr- I have been on it. 125 looks totally. You know when y'all be like you are disappearing, you looking a little sick. That's when you're at 125. But you're that's s- what I'm but at. You're short. 129. You're short. So taller is going to be even thinner. Mm. Depends on how you're shaped. But yeah, they're they're saying all this to say that she's too small to be able to carry big ass Manny and cinder blocks and cinder blocks by herself all the way into the woods or whatever. They said she wasn't in the fields of the military. She was in the technicians. You know what I'm saying? She's not a warrior. No, I'm just kidding. They're just saying there's no way that she could do this. And they also said, if you really want to know, 
you maybe should look into her girlfriend in the DR. They said that if Xandia was the one who did it, why would she not get rid of his cell phone and ID, right? They said, really, the reason why it's there is because he left and made a whole new identity for himself and just fled the country to be with his girlfriend in the Dominican Republic. If he needed a new, if he was getting a new identity, then what did he need his old cards for? Because he was fleeing the government. That's her story, and she's sticking to it. They also pressed on a thing. How is there no blood in the house? You know, you're saying that he woke him up in the sleep and shot him twice. Where's the blood, you know? And... They were so confident in their case that they rested without Exandia taking the stand. On March 29, 2011, 39-year-old Navy veteran Exandia Salado awaited the verdict in her murder and dismemberment trial. The jury took two and a half hours to deliberate and found her guilty of murder in the first degree. She almost had no reaction, right? She was just kind of like blank space and stoic, they say, you know, and... They sentenced her to life without the possibility of parole. That part had her a little shocked because she's like, I'm a mother. I'm a veteran. You don't even have a body. Like, it's one thing if you think I did it, but you, you're so convinced that you want to put me away from life with nothing? Yeah. No body, no nothing? It's, it's usually she's like, it's, what about everything else I made in my life? How does that? A no body case is like very hard to go through the entire system and for a jury to say, without reasonable doubt that you're guilty. Like, extremely difficult. Everybody knows that. I mean, y'all are listening to a true crime podcast right now. Y'all know that if you got a chance of getting away with it, you better get rid of a body. Like, it'll work out for her. Today, Exandia is 51 years old. She's incarcerated at Security Mabel Bassett Correctional Center in McLeod, Oklahoma. It's a female medium to minimum security prison. And she will spend the rest of her natural born life there without chance of getting up. The detectives say that every time, still to this day, when an unidentified remain pops up, they're like, oh, maybe it'll be Manny. We tried to reach out to Alejandra, which is something that we never do. All in all, Alejandria believes that her mother could never do anything as terrible as that. She said that her mother loved Manny and that she doesn't believe that that could be true. Um, she's still in prison, though, and his remains still have never been found. I guess until they do or until he pops up. That's where she'll stay. All right, y'all. It's time for... Well, I'm not black. I'm OJ. I didn't do it, but if I did, this is how I would have got away with it. I ain't do it, but if I did, I would have searched this stuff on private. I ain't do it, but if I did, I would have told so many people that I did it. <laughs> I ain't do it, but if I did, I don't think I would have been as obvious. I ain't do it, but if I did... I would have gone hunting while I was out in the woods mm -hmm. so that the blood in the car got mixed with deer. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I would have had like a couple of deers, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. you know, really soaked that shit. I didn't do it, but if I did, I definitely wouldn't have had his phone with me at the house. Like, that's bonkers. And if you know somebody's tracking it, like, if you want to be weary of it, maybe put it on a Greyhound. Let it ride around the country. I don't know where the fuck that nigga is. She wasn't paranoid enough. Not like she tried to clean up anything, but maybe she felt like if she tried to do too much, it would look suspicious. Yeah. I ain't do it, but if I did, I would have leaned more into the fact that Alex may have been untrue about the fact that he said that she shot him in the house, but there was no blood ever found in the house. Yeah. And everybody was in the house at some point. Like, he was like, oh, she turned up the music and shot him while the music was turned up so nobody could hear, which a gunshot, it gets louder than music. And there was no blood found in the house. Yeah, that was also a little sketchy. Also, they never found the cinder blocks. Like, they... 
Cinder found anything. I don't know what you're doing to get rid of Cinder Block. Maybe she had her phone going in that six mile radius, and she's smarter than the fuck we think she is. Because they sure didn't find nothing. She said, they'll do a six. I'll do seven. (laughs) Parole or no parole. She ain't got no chance. She's got life without parole right now, but would you give her parole? You'd hear her out? You'd hear her out? Yeah, I think I would too. Because, mmm, I see how there is reasonable doubt. Mm -hmm. But that is, there's a lot that's making me cross my arms and look at you sideways. You Mm -hmm, know what I'm saying? mm -hmm. So, I'd let you appeal. I don't know if you would, you might get the same result, TBH, but I'd let you go through the process again. I definitely think you, you know, that's your right. All right. I think that's our show. Let's do some reviews. All right. This comes from Miss Lady L.A. Says, congrats. I just started listening to podcasts about a year ago. Started listening to y'all about a month ago because Black History Month. I wanted to find a true crime podcast that really spoke to me and I found it. I feel like when I cry, y'all cry. We cry together. We cry together, then we may love, 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 cry, cry. Okay, I'm not done with the review. So I wanted to take the time to say happy one year anniversary, and y'all got a friend in me. And for the record, I don't write reviews, so y'all welcome. (laughs) Thank Thank you. Oh, and don't y'all listen to these people talk about do more episodes a week. I just caught up, and I don't really have time to play catch up again, so take y'all time. (laughs) Love y'all, and keep up the good word. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because, like, girls, speak for yourselves. Yeah, they about to come for you, but we ain't gonna let them. They finna drag you. Okay, this one is from Tao's Baby. It says, love, love, love it. I love the way this podcast is structured, and I love the way they're able to speak about a topic like Sisters Who Kill that I feel like other podcasts don't do or are afraid to do. I listen to so many true crime podcasts, and I've never felt so connected to any of them like this one. It's a hidden gem, and I'm happy Spotify recommended this to me. Love you guys. Thanks, girl. Thanks. Thank you, Papa and Papa. I love you so. I don't even remember where that one's from. Well, that seems to be the end of our show, friend. For real this time. I think we did darn well, if I say so myself. This past weekend, we had our first birthday. Yay! Podcast turns one! Yeah, that was that was. Very we had exciting. cake. We did have cake. We had cake and champagne, so we enjoyed it very much. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that really brought us through and helped us kind of stay afloat was you all and our ad spaces. And we, like, we were trying to get ad spaces and people were like ha 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 no but y'all believed in us and it really pushed us through to still be this little independent podcast that's out in the world for all of y'all to see so because of that we're having an ad space special listen a little ad space appreciation for those that have not emailed us about ad space tazzy will tell you the business she's very business minded y'all gonna be this is the only special y'all gonna get so it but it's worth it like Trust and believe on that. So go ahead and email us if you are wanting to buy an ad space for your small business, for your friend's small business, for your mama's small business. You can email us at sisterswhokillpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us on Twitter at sisterswhokill. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us on Instagram at sisterswhokillpod. If you want to follow us on TikTok, it's Sisters Who Kill Podcast. You just have to try all of them, you know. Something will work. You can join the discussion group where we talk and we kiki and we have a good time. But you must answer all of the questions to get in. 
Fern, you got anything else? Talk to us. We talk back. Bye.